Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello again, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. What we do take seriously is making sure we cover off every single bit of rugby action that there is, which is why we are back for another podcast. This is the domestic, the midweek domestic podcast, MWDP. That's right. Yeah. Uh, There's JB and there's Phil. Hello, Timothy. Hello, Tim. Now, Tim. Still no baby, Phil. Still no baby. Hang on. Another day, another no baby. do Do you think that's the real news? Because in our last podcast, you said you were going to delete Twitter and you said you'd, you'd have it done by the next one. <laughs> Don't uh, do it! <laughs> it's, um, I will be doing it. Cut the cord. Yeah. Cord cutter. No, do, you know what, do you know what I've decided to do? I'm going to go off Twitter in the week and then when it's rugby time at the weekend, I'm going to put it back on my that's phone. That's the worst way to do it. Why? Wor- well, because that's when you get most irate. Anyway, no, yeah, fine. It? Doesn't matter. Let, 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 let's talk about some domestic rugby. Yes, let's do that. So on this podcast, we'll talk about the Premiership games coming up this weekend, and uh, we're also going to have a little deep dive into the salary cap. And also, I, I think we were just chatting about this before we were podcasting. We were just having a natter about lower league rugby, and I was Phil and I were curious about what the average amateur rugby player is like these days because we've not actually played for a in, few years. For a few years now. Yeah. Well, I am still playing. And uh, it strikes me they're getting, um, I don't know, it's a mix. They seem to be getting stronger. So I was at um, Tilsley Rugby Club not so, not so long ago, and Tilsley Rugby Club put out a team which you would imagine looked a lot like a team which Tilsley would put out. Big, tough, hard units. They certainly beat, beat me up a bit. Um, but their second team was also playing against Lee's second team. Now, you know, second team rugby isn't a tremendous standard, no matter where you are. But when we were outside, outside the changing rooms waiting to, waiting to get in, and they all had their tops off, and they literally looked like they do nothing but go to the gym. Now, whether I'm just getting old now, but, yeah, the lads seem a lot stronger, even if they're not necessarily better. So there is more of a gym culture, certainly than 20 years ago. Agreed. When- y- uh, young people are young adults and are generally not drinking as much by, by quite a lot, apparently. Yeah, and I there's mean, the whole Instagram thing. It's all uh, and the whole Tinder thing and all that, all that jazz. It's all about how you look in it. It is amazing to think that uh, people are drinking less because it's so much fun. Yeah. And also, what's the point in working out so hard if you can't go out drinking? Yeah, why are you working out so hard if not to burn off all the uh, indulgent calories from the weekend? Yeah, I mean, isn't that the whole point? I that, mean, I wonder if that's yeah. from. I mean, I, I actually don't know the answer to this. Are numbers in rugby clubs dropping? What's the? I know, but so participation on the whole has gone up. But that's largely to do with lots of people who have never played before playing the game, mostly on in the women's game. So or playing like touch, those kind of initiatives, rather than mixed, playing. Uh, mixed rugby is a new one, which I don't know how I feel. I, mixed ability rugby? I mean, <laughs> yeah, fine. If you want to do it, do it. Fine. Touch, no time for that. Um, I, I'm, touch is a very skillful game. Oh, that's, so is volleyball. Um, <laughs> do you hate volleyball? Well, I wouldn't choose to play it. I, I, look, if I was a volleyball ball player, I would act like a volleyball player here's where <laughs> here's where i have the problem right it's when you play touch rugby but you behave like you've played rugby you're not allowed to do that because I you've not been saying. what we've so, been through as a team i do stolen valor particular, i do the, get that I, there is stolen valor in the one time i've uh, when i've done touch properly i was working at an o2 touch event i've done a couple of hosting things and stuff and i sort of mucked in and played and there was this team I was playing against. It was like, oh, I wanted to just smash. Oh, them. that's so annoying. Because they kept, they kept, they run at you and they, 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 tu- they, they touch, touch you, you with the ball. Yeah. It's like, hold on, I'm going to be touching you. Yeah. They, they, they take a voluntary touch and they touch you with the oh, ball. Oh, I hate it so much. I, I hate it. That, that made me want to just 
step in, <laughs> step like, in with a shoulder. If you watch, like, uh, someone sent me a link to New Zealand versus Australia playing touch. It was amazing to watch. Doesn't matter, it's not rugby. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you're use, utilising, like, a quarter of the skills. So, no time for that whatsoever. Mixed ability is different because, well, yeah, go on, give, give it a go. Why not? Um, women's rugby, I'm, I'm all for that. If you're picking up a rugby ball and enjoying yourself, that, um, and it means you, you might want to go along to your No, because you could be playing watch. touch. You could be playing I, touch, and that's not, it's not, it's not good. No, no, I hear what you're saying. I say it's all good with me, but um, yes, I agree. Different sports. But so generally, players are, are more jacked. Oh, yeah, 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 jacked. I mean... I, but is it functional strength? Because like, are, are they just doing like beach weights rather than... Like, you know, there's definitely some of that. There's definitely dead, a lot more crossfitting type guys, and as yeah, let's let's not beat you on the bush. There's definitely some recreational use of substances which you couldn't use if you were a professional, one hundred percent. Because some of the boys that you look at now, they're just. So, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a weak man by any by any stretch, and I'm currently 112 kgs. I'd be the third lightest guy in the French. No, the third least heavy guy in in the French pack. This like this weekend, but you definitely feel that they are getting. For the record, uh, I'm one of the smallest in the Tok H pack. That's how big Tok H are. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that last bit either. Quite all right. So, uh, some news that's been breaking over the last week. Um, there's been a few signings been announced or rumoured. Uh, Sean O'Brien, 400k is the rumoured amount to. London Irish right. on a three-year so, deal. Should we so just that stop is a, on that? That one? is a rumor right now, isn't so it? We should it just is. stop on that one and, and talk about that in isolation. Yeah. Yes. Rubbish bit of business. Not for Sean O'Brien. Oh no, no, sorry, I completely forgot that bit. For Sean O'Brien, fair play. Go and you know get as much as you can. It is a bad bit of business. I don't think he'll play nearly as many games as Irish will need him to play. I think yeah. Irish are overpaying. They could probably get three lads. The price that they're paying Sean O'Brien, which will probably be more more valuable, spread the talent across the team. Um, I do not like it one bit. It's also very good for the uh, IRFU because they're going to be saving whatever they're paying Sean O'Brien. And he should be paid like a top international because he is. But that's a different system. Now they're going to go and develop some more talent. It's like kind of, you know, preening your rosebush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's And it's... English salary cap money being spent on uh, Irish assets, which have already got squeezed all the value that they want yeah. out of that asset. There's no more value in Sean O'Brien. And so effectively, there's 400 grand that they're piling into the next Dan Levy or um, Josh, Josh Van, Van der Fleer or yeah, Jack George, Conan. Johnny Murphy or yeah. one of the army of Irish talented sevens. Exactly. So, so they're taking that 400k and they're converting that into young... Lensterman, and uh, it's it's signings like that which I understand, but I, but in terms of the England team, I hate. Mm. Like, do you know? I would pay that money if I was Irish. I'd pay it for uh, Peter O'Mahony. I think that would work for London Irish because I do believe actually he would make a big difference. Leader would play more games. I think he's more durable. More, yeah, he's more robust. You know, more there are guys you can do that with. I don't think Sean O'Brien is that guy though. And O'Mahony's certainly a couple of years. Two or three years younger than is he? I think he is. Peter well, I mean, even two or three years older. I still, I still think uh, Peter Romani for two years. I think he would have the same same effect, probably better than um, Declan O'Callaghan. Declan O'Callaghan is that right? Um, uh, Donica. Donica O'Callaghan. Thank, thank you very much. Did uh, at Worcester. Two and a half years age difference. Yeah, Sean O'Brien turns 32 next week on Valentine's Day. And fair play to Donico Canahan. He came over and he played his heart out for Worcester while he was there. I, 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 I hope Sean O'Brien would do the same. I think he probably he would, would do. His he first, would do. He would do. So Sean O'Brien went... So Sean O'Brien... This, this for me is, is rolling the dice and hoping you get a six because I think that's roughly the chance of getting the value out of Sean O'Brien. If he plays 20-plus games per season for you for the next few years, he will always play 100%. I don't think Sean O'Brien can do anything less than that. No. So if you can get 20 plus, 20 plus league games out of him, I think that is worth it. The reason why I say you're rolling a dice, I think it's it's a one in six chance that you will get that number of games yeah. well, out of him. If, if you could choose then, if you were, let's say you, were, you could back up and you were Bristol and London Irish and you could say you can have Nathan Hughes or Sean O'Brien. God, I'd have neither of them. I'd have Nathan Hughes. I'd have Nathan Hughes. 
But Nate, it, yeah, it, the Sean O'Brien one's similar to the Stephen Lewis tour for Bristol, but that guy again, the durability. But yeah, that's who I'd get. I would get. A, I'd go overseas. They have gone overseas to Ireland, I guess. I'd get someone younger and more durable. Even though Stephen Lertua looks much older than Sean O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, true. He's he does. He's a paper round. He does. What, is he 26, 25? But that kind yeah. of age. It's, yeah. It's crazy. But mind yeah. you, um, Glasgow have got a guy called Brian. Big Brian. Brian Alanoisa. Yeah, he's like 22. He's at Toulon yeah. now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. The, the, Glasgow, the, Gla- the Glasgow number eight um, or back row player. Yeah, and he, he back looks... Back row, second row. He's got like grey hair. Yeah. Like, and I a grey beard. Uh, he is bloody and just just an enormous enormous man uh and then um my good friend jack was like uh yeah he's uh he's 21 or 22 i was like not a chance <laughs> so uh, there you go another, sean o'brien another uh rumored signing is campagnaro going to quinn's he's on a short-term deal at wasps at the minute doesn't matter where he goes and he's a cracking player he is a great player so yep good yeah it, it feels like in the premiership unless he went to somewhere like worcester or maybe London Irish, one of those type of teams, he will always be a kind of utility periphery player, a bit like he was at Exeter. He never never a really player. cemented... A what, sorry? It's like a bit of a specialist, using for a certain role. Well, I'm more thinking, he can co- so he can cover wing, he can cover 12 and 13, so he's not going to be first choice in any one of those positions no, if everyone's fit, but he is going to play a lot of rugby because he can cover so many different positions yeah. and play really well in all yeah, of them. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. So I think he's a useful player to have. Yeah, good signing if Quinn's can land him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, the big, the worst kept secret in rugby is Elliot Daly going to Saracens. What? When? when? <laughs> <laughs> Which was confirmed um, this week. That is, they must Huge have had business. some big space in their salary cap. I mean, that, do you know the one thing that's great is that romance between Elliot Daly and Jamie George is going to be rekindled. On Their a, coffee on, shop. On, on it's almost like they knew, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. was it? What was the name of the coffee shop? Oh, I can't remember. <sighs> Daly. Jinxy. J- Daly and Jinxy. Yeah, it's, it's George Allen Jinxy or something <laughs> like, or J- Jinx Allen Daly. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a good signing, isn't it? Where's he going to play? It's a, it's a bloody brilliant signing. But where's he going to play? Doesn't matter. Doesn't Doesn't matter. Matter. Everyone fit, right? Everyone fit. <coughs> he <coughs> plays thirteen. Who, who's your Who's your back? You got Ben Spencer nine or, Owen, or Wiggy? Owen, or Wiggy. Pick, yeah. pick either. Owen Farrell fly half centers. Brad Barrett. Brad Barrett and probably Brad Barrett and Daly. I'd probably go Daly thirteen. I go Lazowski. And then back three of Williams, Good, Maitland, Maitland Williams, or Lewington Good and Elliot for me. God, you got Nick Tompkins on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, no, Nip, Nip, Lozowski, Wigglesworth, and Lewington on the bench, and Nick Tompkins in the stand watching. Yeah, playing for the Storm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're... they're God, they must be managing that cap well. Um, well, how much is he going to be on? That's the first question. How, what do you reckon the going rate is for a Saracen? If, 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 he, went, if he went to France, uh, more than 500k. Probably if he went six, to France. If, he went to, if he went to France, he couldn't play for England. True. And playing for England over the next year with a World Cup, seven games in the World Cup. Let's assume he plays all the games: two warm-up games, nine games, let's say, and five games in the season. So, if you so, say so an so average that, of ten games per season, yeah, let's say he plays ten games. Quarter per season, of a million pounds. That's a quarter of a million pounds before the the sponsorship that comes with it. Yeah. So he's probably. I reckon you could be upwards of. Three to four hundred thousand pounds this year in, yes. tw- in twenty nineteen for being an England international. Yes, I, I would agree with that. So I don't think he's anywhere near half a million for Saracens. Oh, I yeah, I completely agree. Uh, there's sort of the Bristol factor, isn't there? So Pietel's on God knows what million pounds. Yeah, so whatever it is, if he goes to, he's unusual because it's one of the few moves he can make where he's not going to be the best player in the side. So if he goes to Newcastle, or if he goes to um, you know, or Leicester Tigers, or someone like that, not to disparage his side, and actually, um, you know, speaking about it, he wouldn't be the best player. Maybe one of them. Well, at Saracens, he's kind of a squad guy, you know? So that does put it in a different perspective, and therefore I don't think he's going to be on nearly as much as he could demand. Yeah, so part of it, if you look at um, Instagram, and I, I just happen to follow uh, Elliot Daly's wife. And, Do you? Uh, <laughs> misses, <laughs> and Jamie George's missus as well. They, no, you you see the odd, I don't follow them actually, but I've, I've noticed before, they 
hang out a lot, the two of them, the, the wives, Jamie George and Elliot Daly's missuses, mm-hmm. are, are bezies. Okay. So Interesting. I'm sure that's got a part to play with it. The, just the general... And those two are best mates, it they, seems, they, those from two, the Lions Elliot video and Jamie to the, best mates. the England videos. Also, ha- you can't underestimate the factor of... I mean, you, you must go to England camp and hear the Saracens boys talking about Saracens and everyone you hear, and I spent Friday night with Alex Good. Um, Ooh, how was that? Did you get his number for me? It's, it's great. Oh, t- sorry, I'm terrible at networking. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, um, I had a good, a good chat with him, but the way he talks about it is... He, it's just like the you know we, we love spending time with each other. Like they've had a week off, and how many clubs in England would mu- so? Every, I said, oh, what did you do last week? Oh, I went away with a couple of mates and so and so. And oh, there's a bunch of boys went to uh, Cape Town. Bunch yeah, of, and, and all that. the players went together with their wife, with their girlfriends and wives, and they went away together on their week off. Yeah, it's but, a it's a rare thing that Saracens have got. Flats yeah. talks about that quite a lot. Um, in fact, I'm sure I heard him talking about it. It's like small things, like they've got a crash for match days and you know, just weird little things which you don't necessarily, as a member of the public, appreciate what matters to players. Uh, and so, and what know, matters to players' wives, which, is, which is even more important. Yeah, the money, let's just go back to the money. Yeah. So um, I don't think he's going to be, or I wouldn't be surprised actually if he had to take a pay cut to go from Wasps to Saracens. Yeah, I don't think it'll be as big a jump as everyone thinks because <laughs> because it's Saracens. Apparently, Jack Singleton, who's also going there, is going for a pay cut. That would really surprise me. Yeah, um, yeah but, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because for Elliot Daly, for Jack, I agree, it's a bit different. So with, with the with the Elliot Daly one, he is an established England international, and at what price being fresh and at your best and ready? And he knows. Look at that squad. I'm not going to get absolutely rinsed and asked to patch up and play every game. That I, that That's I another good point, actually. Yeah. So there's that. And also, he's going to play in the biggest games and potentially win tournaments. Well, yeah. It's massive. I, I was thinking that when the England camp meet-up and uh, Jamie George and Maro Itoji are counting their Heineken Cup medals, their Premiership medals, counting that stuff, and Elliot Daly is like playing with some uh, paper clips. Yeah, well, hang on, just answer this on to that point, right? Who is the most undervalued player in world sport? Team player in world sport. Uh, as in, compared to what they actually get paid? Compared to what they're worth. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He's sitting like the 20th like 20th on, on the list of quarterbacks. Has been so for the past five, five or six years, because... I guess he he works out his value post playing is going to be massively enhanced by the fact that he's won more Super Bowls than any man alive. I'm not saying that uh, that this is the calculation that Elliot that Elliot, Elliot Daly's made, but you know that you know it could play into it. And also, if you're going to do after dinner speaking and whatnot, and being you know a celebrity or not a celebrity, but you know just be on that circuit, you're going to want some Heineken Cup medals. You're going to want to be in the England team constantly. Saracens is the best place to do it. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, I actually don't even, think it's. Also, he's he's going to be handsomely paid wherever he goes, and as long as he stays fit, he will have earned a good crust from playing rugby. Whatever happens, a, a, a touch wood, he stays fit. Um, but so when you get into that that kind of margins, you know, fifty grand here, or even a hundred grand there, versus the memories and the happiness and the medals and the medals, yeah. well, the, the memories, um, the happiness. Didn't Billy Vinopola say he'd happily take a pay cut to play less games? Yeah. I wonder if there's actually some truth in that, which is they're all going to take a pay cut. They didn't expect it to be like this, but the rich are going to get richer by being... If you've got a good squad of players, you're going to attract more good players because yep. they're not going to play as much, if that's all that matters. And maybe to England guys it does. What, what do you think, um, you know, 20 years from now, what do you think Benny is going to sit back and talk about his career? Oh, God, those, that t- that t- those times at Worcester. Special times. Made so, I, made friends for, I made friends for life at Worcester. Had some incredible memories. I don't think he knows a single per single person. <laughs> um, that's a fascinating question. What will he say? You know, he's going to obviously talk about the lions. He'll talk about the lions. He'll talk about England. Of course, he'll talk he, about the Rabbitohs hanging out with Rusty Crow and uh, yeah, Big Rust, Sam. Rusty, Rusty Crow, who's winning I, the NRL grand yeah, final. But despite all that, I think I'd still rather have Tears' career. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, you 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 convinced me now. Elliot Daly's wrong to do what he's done. He is absolutely wrong to have done what he's done. I'd rather have Ben Tio's career nine times out of ten than Elliot than Elliot Daly's. Yeah, I've gone on a Lions tour. 
Uh, so, I played, so was Elliot Daly. Yeah, I played one in one of the coolest rugby league teams ever. Yeah, for for literally true. a film star. I've played in Dublin, and then someone paid me a stupid amount of money to never play rugby, and I still <laughs> make the England the England team. Twenty eight minutes a season. Twenty eight minutes. What is he? Go and play at Worcester. <laughs> is he fit? He's not, is he? Well, no, he's fit enough is, for England. Is he going to be back and playing? I'm thinking fancy rugby draft here. Oh, mm. we get to think about that. It's been a long month. Ooh, I know. Have you seen the formats? Ch- the layout yeah. changed. Only on the mobile version. Yeah. Hold, hold that thought. So, uh, anyway, sa- uh, sa- salary cap. There were there were some thoughts that Saracens had broken. Well, could break the salary cap potentially with this, or they're managing it very very well. I w- if they have broken the salary cap, I can't say how disappointed I would be. Wasn't there one club? Was there someone saying Quins. That one Quins twelve thousand pounds admitted over, they maybe? went over? Yeah, because yeah. things like agents' fees go into it, and, and there um, were like wasps got caught out last year. And yeah, they got stung was, uh, with VAT. Part of it was yeah, an agent went from being based abroad to being based in the UK, and suddenly they had to pay more VAT or whatever, and they put them over. Yeah, so um, we've had a few queries on Twitter, like how would you get around the salary cap? What can you do? Uh, so I think it's probably worth just including, you know, what is it that you can put into into a, into a salary cap? Yeah, come on, we've got a. Well, I mean, we've got a financial advisor in one seat in front of me and a quantity surveyor, statistician, mathematician uh, <laughs> uh, and I, the other. I am a, a QS by trade. <laughs> I'm not sure I can well, hold my hands up and honestly say I'm either of those other things. You you can look at, a, a, you can look at lists and spreadsheets and <laughs> decipher them and explain them in a way that we might understand. So what is in a salary cap? Basically, it's anything paid by the club or any party connected to the club. Oh, this is important. Right? To any player, or any party connected to the player, there, there is a much more well-rounded definition of that, but broadly it's that, that includes, I'll list a few of the big ones. So, obviously, salary, wages, fee, re- remuneration, bonuses, which include match, win, year-end, cups, national insurance, any loans that the club pays, any child support, maintenance or school fees, any accommodation or holiday costs, any pension, any image rights, which we'll come on to in a little bit with JB, any payment in connection with promotional media work or endorsement, payment for off-field activities for or on behalf of the club, um, any signing on fee transfer payment in the case of um, Johnny May uh, when he went to Leicester. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. So because that was the last one of the old rules of transfer payments. Yes. Uh, any relocation allowance, any accommodation, holidays, cars, match tickets, other than four clothing. Is that right? So if you have more than that's clever. Yeah, clothing other than standard training or club kit, travel, membership fees, fees, food and drink other than matches and training, payment in kind to a player, any redundancy. Uh, any agent's fees, plus VAT and national insurance, and any third-party connected party payment. Okay, and, and and the payment can come in, you're just talking about cash, or could theoretically someone go, there's a uh, there's a ring? That would pay, be payment in kind? Payment in kind, if yeah. they pay for your house, fall under accommodation, so it would be included in that. Cars would be included in that. So you can't pay them in, like, diamonds from South Africa. Okay, cool. Well, now, well so, so diamonds be- would be something... I would consider if I was a club owner because they'd be completely untraceable. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that, that, I mean, land is a terrible one. So let's just talk about some of the things no, that they can't do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so instantly thought to my mind, you hear these sort of rumors, rumors, and excuse the pun, old wives' tales of someone's wife getting a job as a receptionist in the club on two hundred grand. Yes. So I think that will still happen. Not at that level, but it says no connected parties, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, so that's quite easy. you know, it's got to be at arm's length, so you couldn't have your wife working on reception for 200k. Well, what about a Saracen's wife working at Allianz? Well, okay, presumably so, that couldn't happen either. Un- uh, under, under these rules, I think that couldn't happen. Well, it can happen actually, but it would have you'd have to demonstrate a fair market price, and that was merit, yeah. And merit, so, like, yeah. I can't sell I'm- my house to to my dad, right. That's below market value in order to avoid capital gains tax or something, and that's all. That's all, all they'll do. If they do employ a spouse, and I'm sure a lot of them do, for good reason, uh, it will be at 
a, a market value. As long as they can demonstrate that, yes, there, there, there will be no problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is fair. fair. That's fair. Uh, the 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 other thing that uh, we were tweeted is what about things like pension contributions? Well, that that's is in. all covered. Yeah, and there's a limit to it anyway. So actually, you could put the maximum amount into a pension every year for a player, but you'd only 40K. really be yeah, you'd only really be like playing around playing around the edges. You know, that is you know that's yeah. Certain. I would have thought all these players should because of how short their career is, they should be maximising their pension yeah. contributions anyway. They should be doing it anyway, but the maximum you can put in excluding all the complex stuff but the maximum you can put in is is about £40,000 per year so, so every player should be doing that so on the basis of what Phil said and what you've just followed that up with that means that no unscrupulous business can really go on and anything that the player receives in whatever form from anything connected to the club li- directly or indirectly is covered in is count comes under the salary cap. So there's very it appears like there's very little wiggle room. Yeah. Now, so there there is some wiggle room. Mm. So I'm going to clear out bonuses because I actually don't think all the bonuses do count. I think if you win the Premiership, like, there are other bonuses like that or European Cup. I think there, there are some bonuses excluded from the salary cap. So in the Saracen situation, and I need clarification on this, but that could be very valuable. So because they've got a good chance of winning the Heineken Cup, for instance. It might be a good bet to say, look, I'll go there for two thousand, uh, two hundred thousand a year. However, if we win the Heineken Cup, give me an extra three hundred thousand or whatever it may be. You know that would make sense. And also, weirdly, it'd make the you know the stronger even stronger because there's then an incentive to join a, re- a really, really good team. So, so the only, uh, so I'm <clears throat> quickly flicking through a fifty-seven page document. And there is a bonus that is excluded or a type of bonus that is excluded from the cap, but it is any payments payable, paid or payable by an international union, uh, including match fees, international win or competition bonus. Oh, there you go. So it's but quite it, explicit. You can't even do that then. Yeah, the bonuses, and it, it does list, it does state match win, match win, year end, etc., that are payable to the player by the club wouldn't would be included. So in any that. so any club that is operating unscrupulously outside of that is not doing so out of ignorance. They're doing so extremely cleverly and almost to the point I'm saying it's unlikely to be happening. Well um, so yeah. so here's where we come into the, the history of this. So it was only a couple of years ago that this whole process was made transparent. So prior to that, I don't even think the the union, I don't think the uh, RPA, I don't think the Premier Rugby, I don't think anyone really knew. It was almost like a gentleman's agreement. Here are the rules. You're abiding by that, Saracens, Harlequins. Yes, yes, of course, sir. Now, it does seem to all be completely transparent and above board, well, and clubs are getting fined like Wasps and Harlequins. Yeah, so the, way, the way they do it is, as I understand it, they all look at each other's books. So you inspect my books, I inspect yours books, and Phil inspects his own books because he's obviously the one who'd be uh, fraudulent. <laughs> um, and the punishment is then a tax. I believe the tax is, is it half yeah. the amount that you've overspent? It depends, depends, on, depends on, how on how much you go over. Oh, so then, the yeah. more you go over, the bigger the percentage. Right, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's, how, they, that's how they deal with it. Um, very interesting thing about image rights, because obviously there are image rights payments, and I still don't really understand this. But as it goes... If you are advertising your club, okay, or you're in a club top, you have to be, um, let, let, let me see if I can get, get the right form wording here, you have to include three players of equal prominence on any kind of material. So, for egg chasers, that's easy. It'd be all three of us, <laughs> right? But that just stops, for instance, Saracens getting one superstar, or, you know, Worcester buying Mako Vinopola, uh, only to throw him onto every advert that they can. They've got to do him plus two others on, on every other advert. And that's interesting. When you see like flyers for matches, you do see three players on, on Always on three players. Yeah. Because if it's less than three, you'd need, uh, it would, that would potentially fall foul of the image rights payments. Yeah. So if it's less than three, the R, I think it contravenes the RPA agreement. Uh, and if it's sort of, um, if they're umming and ahhing about it, you've got to get the RPA to sign it off. 
Uh, however, players can then go and do their own stuff, but they're not allowed to wear their club shirt. So think about Maratoji doing Vitality. He's not doing it in a Saracen shirt, which I think is quite interesting, actually, because I actually think if Maratoji was allowed to wear his Saracen shirt, or his England shirt, more to the point, he would be worth even more. So you can now start to see there's a little bit of a relationship between how powerful the brand is and how powerful the player is. Right. Yeah. So... Because Maratoji's got an Adidas deal, a, a Vitality deal. He's got supplement deals. Supplement deals. He is one of the most marketable uh, rugby, certainly rugby players, one of the most marketable sports people in England. Mm. Uh, where are all little kind of grey areas? It's not huge amounts, but it is... Okay, so there's a, there's actually a few things. Um, the standard of club car... Um, can vary drastically so can club accommodation so cars actually are not that bad to really deal with because there's really clear hmrc laws as to what each car is worth yeah benefiting kind yeah, tax that, that's on, pretty on the cars pretty is na- nailed down yeah. um, i imagine that there's a little bit more wiggle room in sorry it's francois hoo-ha's lambo a uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> a lambo i wish to get he in does that. have a yeah, lambo yeah he had it parked at the ground on friday night yeah wow. well he's always I... doing instagram yeah, videos so sale sharks right have got a manchester bentley as a as a sponsor, which is cool, but yet to utterly, utterly pointless and a little bit stupid. Because although everyone appreciates Bentleys, the fact is they've got two of these Bentleys parked outside and they're so expensive, no one dare touch them. Whereas like, if it was, you know, I'm trying to think something more like a Ford Focus, people would go inside them. They, you know, they, they, but you do not want to touch the Bentleys for love nor money. Not with your sticky hands. No, don't touch a Bentley. Um, yes. So could... I've had a look at this, and I think there's one or two areas that I would look at if I were trying to exploit it. But where would where would you go? Where have you? Well, the first thing I think I would do is I would use uh, the club's network of sponsors and actually then have in- individual sponsors. So this is a little bit dodgy because it does say no third parties, yeah, non connected to the club. But there again, I mean, if I am. I don't know how this works, really. If I am a very wealthy local businessman and I want to help out my local club, if I was Leicester Tigers, say, right? Am I better if off you, saying... If you, if you work at Next or if you were yeah, the CEO I, of Next. Yeah. Am I better off with a wink and a nod saying, I'm not going to sponsor the club this year, but who do you, who do you, fancy, a mar- who do you fancy being a marquee player? Well, we'll bring him in. Because I don't see why that's illegal. Well, so the, the marquee player is... Irrelevant anyway, because it's outside of all this. And there's two, but, sp- yeah, two any, of those now. Yes, yeah, sorry, so you're right, you're right. Any you're right. payment that the player would not, have rec- that would not have received, were it not for his involvement with the club, is included in the cap. But what if I'm just a fan? But you would have to have, like, a, so it would have to be a completely separate deal. So if Nex are sponsoring, Nex are sponsoring Leicester Tigers, they also cannot sponsor Manu Tuilagi unless it's included in the cap. Yeah. Or but so that you'd have to could, not sponsor and you'd have to have a completely separate deal. Could yeah, I was going to say could Manu Tuolangi go to um to JCB to do a talk to their their JCB drivers about how how he loves being destructive to try and motivate them for knocking down the building that they're going to knock down on this new big project and he's there purely in his capacity as Manu Tuolangi in, in a polo shirt without a Leicester Tigers. Well, what was Manu, Manu Tuolangi giving a lecture to the senior business leaders about how hard to train or something, something, something like that? Yeah, could, so could, if could, that could was he do from... that? Could he do that off his own back with someone who just, with cat, caterpillar? Let's say. So, so if it was a, so I think if it was a company that does not sponsor Leicester Tigers, fine. And if they want to pay him an appearance fee of five thousand pounds, it'd be the same as him doing like talk H after dinner speaking. Yeah, that wouldn't count towards his. Uh, salary cap if it was a a company that sponsors Leicester as well then i th- i think it should be yeah here's, well, here's a loophole what if the ceo of caterpillar also has another business um where he's developing the, drones whatever it is yeah whatever yeah, it is yeah I, uh, could, could he get money to like to go and talk for that talk to them i i i agree with you because I, I would say yes. I would say yes. He probably could. I mean, it would look very, very shady. And also, you know, you, they might you might get in a situation where 
you know, Leicester Tigers identify they want a guy a year early and to be super squeaky, squeaky clean, they enter into some sort of image rights deal with that player the year before, so it looks even more legitimate when he comes over. Well, I already had that, uh, uh, had this sponsor, but I think they get rumbled fairly. Yeah, quickly. you get rumbled. That's, and, that's what I'm c- coming to terms with. And the other, and the other part about this is. You know, you sponsor your, your local sports team not because you're a do, you're a dodgy dodgy bunch of crooks, but because 100%. you want to be involved with the lo- the local area. So, what does that say about you yeah. going out and contravening the salary cap rules? So, there's not much in there. Now, there is one other area which I find really interesting. Go on, players' businesses. Okay, so let I, me... I made, this is what this is the point I made on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, this is the one where I think there is loads of room. If I have a rugby club, I would be encouraging all my players to start up a business if they wanted to. Because as a rugby club, I look at Sail Sharks. When you sell Sharks, there is a room full of relatively high-powered people, all in the local biz- business community, all very accessible, and all want to help you. So Saracens do this really successfully. All their lads are in some form of business, whether it be Wolfpack Lager or... George Cruz has just launched his CBD oil. CBD. Jamie George has just launched a physio practice that came up in a game of rugby social the other week. Yep. yep. They, they are more active than any other club in this in this area. Yeah, and, and this to me serves two, pur- two purposes. So one, it allows you to leverage the network that the club has basically built for you. And I think it, I think that is completely le- uh, legitimate and completely innocent. And Saracens, I mean, where they are located geographically is brilliant. Uh, there's a load of wealth uh, wealth around there, fine. Um, there is some speculation that maybe the club lends them money for this sort of thing, but that would be covered off by a salary cap. Yeah, so that the, lo- the loan would be, but giving them free advertising in the ground. Yep. Free, Social free media. business advice from their execs. Yeah. Well, look at like the Jolly Hog. I mean, I don't know what exactly help they had from Harlequins, but they should get help because we're all a bit of a rugby James family. Simpson, Daniel's Biltong with Gloucester. Yeah, yeah there's no... Dave, Dave Seymour's coffee at sale. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. got a truck at the ground, you know. So, you know, these are the areas. Now, there's a second far more important point to this, right? And I think it goes beyond salary cap. But we're in an age now where... If you're not talking about player welfare, it's because you want all players dead. I think is that uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what the um, that's what the expert said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you're an expert, because all the experts in welfare, who by the way have no clue about welfare, um, they never talk about this. And actually, it's one of the most important things. That, like, what is a player going to do after they finish coffee with, with the boys with the rugby? Yeah, coffee like, with the boys. Like, like oh, that, that's what you do during when you're not playing rugby. You just do coffee with the boys, right? Exactly. So uh, I think this is far more important, which is it's preparing the players. For their life after uh, for their life after rugby, which is going to come as one hell of a shock. And coming all the way back to Saracens, it, if if you're pitching for someone's signature, and you sit down with Elliot Daly and go, right, we've got an amazing squad. You're going to maybe win. You're going to have a very good chance of winning some tournaments, win some medals. You're going to make some amazing memories in the process. We're going to send you off and to do some incredible experiences and have, have some knees ups and team building weekends and all of that that you hear about. You're going to go and jump out of a plane and get on the piss or whatever. And what is more, we're going to set you up for whatever comes after your career. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. Well, we're going to find what you want to do and then we're going to expand on that. Well, because just just on that exact point, the other thing or another thing that could be exploited or maximised for the benefit of the player that is excluded from the salary cap is any educational fees. Yep. So if you want to do a university course, if you want to do a bricklaying joinery course, whatever it is, if you want to do a pottery course, I wonder. the club can pay, you can benefit from that. So Northampton have got 12 lads currently. I think 12, I might have made that, maybe seven. But definitely Tom Wood and definitely... Um, Tamayana Harrison. Tam, yeah, Tamayana Harrison. Uh, the, the fullback, what's his name? Um, R.C. Tuala. R.C. Tuala. On a welding course. Yeah. I wonder if Amazing. Northampton are, are paying for that. Yeah, they should Oh, is it just Tom Wood just wanting to do Tom Wood things? Well, no, they'd be exploiting. I'm say disappointed exploiting. Not... They'd be maximising the opportunity. because the club disappointed should be there's that. not more cobbling going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I did speak to speak to Tom Wood about that, actually. Um, yeah, so that's I think that's where I'd maximise my, my value because rugby clubs are just a hotbed of net, networking opportunities. So I You think, can get a better, a better network. So listening to that... Where, no, no, that's right. So listening to that, where I've come to is that... The jokes that we all have in rugby clubs about salary caps and how do they afford it? Actually, we might have to get back in our box a little bit. 
Yeah, maybe. It kind of seems legit. But but tell you what, we're going to look like idiots when it, when we find out that Saracens... The lid gets blown off yeah, Saracens. Yeah. Two, million, two million quid of farmland? What? <laughs> It's a safari ranch and diamonds. Diamonds, diamonds, all, diamonds all along. You yeah. got how many Rolex watches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Why is one of Owen Farrell's arms so much bigger than the other one? Because he's wearing a metric ton of Rolex watches <laughs> on his right arm. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Where did you get all that information from, by the way? It is just on the Premiership it, it's, website. It's all, it's just all, it's just all Google Premiership Rugby salary cap. There is there is a, a very brief explanation, a one page, and then. You can download the full full document, the full fifty-seven page. Report. Don't bother with the fifty-seven pages because it reads like a legal contract. It's horrible. It does. It's but it is a legal contract. Well, what you've got to do with it? <coughs> so read the summary pages, and then if you want to dig deeper on any one of those things, like oh right, um, legitimate expenses are excluded. What does that mean? Yeah, and then you realize, well, it doesn't mean any food. It doesn't mean accommodation. It doesn't mean travel. So it it is pretty limited. Yeah, and by the way, food during the day. Uh, for um, uh, Halani Alika was <laughs> was quite often in the region of 5,000 calories on a heavy training day for him. <laughs> God, that's a lot of food. Ah, uh, easy. 5,000 calories, do you reckon? What's that? Like two Domino's pizzas, basically. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Isn't it? Easy. Just give him two Domino's Smash pizzas. It. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an unusual little uh, tangent, but I think I think a good one. Yeah, I, I think it is important. I, I think... We, so we, we've done a couple of years where a couple of teams have been fined for for this since going into the transparent position. Time will tell. I am I am generally a kind of glass half full type of person. I'm optimistic that I'm optimistic that people are generally above board. I think they've with accept, this kind of stuff. They've accepted it, haven't they? Yeah. And I I would I think if the rug was pulled, if we were to peer behind the curtain five years ago, it might not be such yeah. a wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nice place to look. Yeah. And what I want to see now is clever use of the salary cap. So, you know, almost very money-bally. But, you know, the Steve Diamond thing, I don't spend money on props. I mean, he has spent a lot of money on, on a prop. But, you know, we don't spend money on props because we think we can get them cheap. I think that's brilliant. That's genuinely brilliant thing. And also, and, and going back to Sean O'Brien, uh, and that's where you kind of go, if I had 400 grand to spend, am I going to get 22 games out of yes. this asset? As yeah. good yeah. as he is, that's where, you, that's where you moneyball it a bit. Yeah. Good question. Nathan Hughes, Sean O'Brien, if I was having a World Cup squad, who do I want starting in that World Cup squad? Unquestionably, Sean O'Brien. I think on his day, he is possibly the best back row in the world, or certainly has been the best yep. back row in the world for a long period of time. Do I want him trying? Do I want to be having to squeeze out 22, 24, 26 games per season? No, I don't want that that worry. I don't want that risk, that gamble. I'll take Blair Cowan for that, thanks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would. Maybe but, for, for but, a, two-thirds the price, half the yeah. price. Paddy Jackson... Hundred percent behind that six six hundred k. I think that's spot on. Oh, I like I like the Paddy Jackson sign. I'd have I'd have a lots of other tens. Anyone? Yeah, a there's lot not of that, there's not that many available though. Yeah, that's it. Because everyone wants. There's a lot of team want not that many tens. Sippers mm. is a. He's, he's got a contract to sign with Gloucester or not. Yeah, I thought he had signed on. Or no, they were discussing him signing for another year. Yeah, was it one plus one or something like that? It was an optional second year. I, I'd love to see him stay in the Prem. It'll be interesting to see because after the World Cup, he, he's got one more big contract in him. He might, huge he might, contract. Yeah, one more huge contract. He might get 
a couple more after that, but he's got one big one. Well, there's a couple of teams who are underneath the, underneath the, underneath the salary cap, and he was even too expensive for them, and they were willing to spend big, and he was too expensive for them. France. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be. Mm. I'd love to see it. I think he'd be... I think he'd be a disaster, disaster in France, actually. <laughs> and the reason is because he runs he runs his attack in such a way that how does he... If it, you know, how, how would he explain it to a bunch of uh, Fijian and, Fijians and French that want to play one way and he's trying to explain to them exactly how he wants them well, to play? Well, more's the point. Oof. This is why I think he probably will end up staying with Gloucester is because they, they have to keep him because what do they do otherwise? Yeah. Yeah, they've sort of he, put been... all their eggs in the... Sippers basket, haven't they? They have. And now he's uh, been other, so influential. Other players have all been signed up, or yeah. I don't know where they would go. Hey, Owen, can we kiss and make up? <laughs> uh, or Owen, can you give all of your money to, to Danny and leave, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's or two, isn't it? Billy, you're going to be playing a lot of ten. <laughs> yeah. Billy Tawdry's going to be kicking a lot of sticks. Yeah, I don't know what they do. God, I I, I hope he stays. I really hope he stays. Yeah, it'd be good for the Prem. Did you, did you see the Ulster signing or re-signing this week? Which one was that? No. So speaking of value signings, was it the Mike Lowry? Was it the no back row? The, the Marcel Kutsi. Yeah, he signed, re-signed, re-signed until twenty twenty two. Oh, but you're oh delighted. My God, three year re-signing. That's a ballsy move. It is. It's it's doubling down on the. Uh, I hope he's not one on of those guys. I, I don't. Th- I think it has just been rotten luck. But there are players we've all played with them that. Uh, or have all seen them that they just get themselves right at just the right moment. Oh, there's a contract due. Oh, right, yep. I'll Lions tour. Almost leaves up. Tom Croft. Lions tours. Yeah. No, he, they, they'd have loved to have been fit the whole time. Obviously, so hopefully he's put his touch with his injuries. So behind with him. his injury, was it one big one? Or has it been lots of little ones? Uh, I think it's. I think it's two knee reconstructions. Oh, and then. Other issues associated with those knee reconstructions. So if it's one big one, I kind of think, yeah, okay, fine. I, can have, I, I don't have any, really, I, you know, I don't have any problem really with the Billy Vinopola stuff. He's broken his arm. You know, there's no amount of weight, no amount of weight and precaution can stop you breaking breaking your arm. So that's fine. I'd re-sign him in a heartbeat. But like the Manu issues, not so much. Yeah, I, it, it is a. One to watch. I'm not sure I would have done that. Unless it was a significant salary reduction, yeah. Which, given given that he is, so this season he's been on real form. I think he's something like top meters made for a forward <laughs> and top turnovers in the Champions Cup. I can't wait. I yeah. So how man who's not resigned for Tigers has he? Uh, I don't believe he has. Oh, you were thinking of Billy when you were saying. So you, sorry, so, yeah. I'm I'm saying Kutsia in that. Oh, oh sorry. So right, Kutsia right, right. is on real good form right now. Yeah. So got you. I, I personally wouldn't have signed him for such a long... I would have signed him for a one-year deal on good money. I would not have offered him a three-year deal on that same oh, level. I wish I'd have known Chill we, out now, feet up. I wish I'd have known this conversation was going to go in this direction because if I did, I w- I'd have my dilemma list. Like, <laughs> who would you sign for how much? So if Manu Tuolangi plays like he did against Ireland from now until the end of the season when his, I think his deal's up, what do you do? Do you give him another 400k? Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you go no because you've only played eight games? What do you do? What a nightmare! I think Th- those are real difficult decisions. I, th- I think um, what I what I would try and do is to moneyball it and say, Manu, we're going to pay you less. We're going to offer you less money, but that's because we're going to play you only when we have to because we want you right for England, and that means you get yourself an extra quarter of a mil, three hundred k a year. Okay. Bye, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I'm, I'm off. I'm off to Worcester. Or pay me. Ben I'm off Taylor's to Newcastle. Wage. Yeah, like everyone else. Guaranteed salary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, uh, domestic stuff. Uh, do you Champions Cup this, uh, this uh, Premiership Cup this uh, this weekend, Tim? Yeah, it was. I was at Worcester v Saracens. It was a shame Worcester didn't put out a strong team. That having put, uh, you can understand why because uh, Premiership games saying? coming up. But they uh, uh, they didn't put out a very good team and got beaten by Saracens. So here's a tweet for you. Uh, this is from Worcester player Darren Berry. Did Darren Barry, the Darren Barry, ex-Bristolian, um, used to play at uh, what was the Bristol club? Dings. Dings Crusaders. Did he really mate. play at Dings? I think he played Dings Crusaders, mate. That's his, that's his local club. I used to play at Dings. That's his local club. Well, I played it? one game at Dings. You played Dings. Played one for Dings, yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, where Dings used to play. 
Uh, hey. Apparently, it's really nice there now. Tough boys around there, mate. Oh, Tough. you 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 lived in Bristol, didn't you? you lived in, lived in Bristol, I I, I I lived in Bath, uh, but worked in Bristol. So oh, I, right. I just I just visited. I, I didn't like to hang around. <laughs> oh, I, so I lived in. Used Fil- to retreat back to the to the Roman city just to. <laughs> well, I used to, I used to live in Filton, right? And seldom was a a week gone by where someone didn't get stabbed in the head by by a screwdriver. I mean, that isn't that isn't an exaggeration. It's far. Far worse than living in Manchester. What's the name of the school there? That's like it's really good. It's like one of the best rugby schools in the country now. Colston's? No, no, that was back in the day, but no, they're, they're, there's the they're based in Filton. They're the college. Really? Something college, and they they, they are like, and I remember because I was I, I taught at St Brendan's, um, and I coached the first team and had Redford Penny Cook and James Phillips. And in the back row, and so we had a really good team. But we we played against this this college team that was just establishing itself, and I'm pretty sure it's linked to Bristol now. But they're yeah one of the best school sides. So in the actually, country. I say where are they? It's Filton. It Filton. Filton. Where, where, SGS. No, no, no. Where where um what's SGS? SGS Filton College is I'm just looking. I'm trying to. Is it an amazing? Trying to help rugby? you out. It, it's it's a rugby college, South Gloucestershire and Stroud College. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if that is it. Anyway, but that's like BAE Systems all around there, isn't it? Well, I'm Roll, glad you Rolls mentioned Royce that. Because, stuff. you know, my, my, my primary love is rugby, but my other love is aviation. And, like, the beauty of living in Filton was that, A, I could play rugby. Great. In fact, that's the sole reason I moved to Bristol. This is no word of a lie. I moved to Bristol to watch rugby. Literally, because I'm from North Wales and we had no rugby. So on my list was De Montford in Leicester, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, Westminster. Um, I don't know why that was on there. Uh, Newcastle, but not the real Newcastle, of, 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 um, obviously. And Bristol. I went to Bristol purely to watch the rugby, uh, and then they got and then they got, got got relegated. But you're right. The other part of it, it's one of the biggest airfields in the world at, at the time, which is Fil- which is Filton Airfield, and that, that's where Concord la- uh, landed into on its last flight, which uh, oh. I got benched for watching that rather than going to the warm up. Lovely. There you go. You hey, got what, to watch the last. Concord I got to watch the last landing of Concord. It was amazing. So from my mate's house, you could see the Filton airstrip, and uh, I think a Mark Nine Spitfire out at the same time. It's quite something. Uh, and all no, it doesn't matter. I don't need to talk about that any longer. <laughs> um, what was what were we talking about? Uh, Premier uh, Ch- Rugby Pr- Cup. Premier oh yeah, yeah. So, so, this Sar- is, so Saracens so, won comfortably. Yeah. So this is from Darren Barry. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. um, I must admit. I'm pretty disappointed by some of the feedback from today's team announcement. Majority, uh, majority of comments already writing this team off. I'd like to remind those fans that this team is largely the group that won away at France and have got the club to the quarterfinal in Europe. So obviously the, the Worcester players were also pretty disappointed with the reaction of the fans and you know what was perceived to be a, weak, a weaker team. Yeah, well, there was, there was 13 of the guys that played last week in the Premiership Rugby Cup, but it was pretty noticeable the ten guys that weren't no Francois Houhard, no De- Duncan Weir. It will be he was on the bench. No uh, Pennell, Bryce Heem, none of the big guns. Um, Sam Lewis. So it, it was a shame having got to this. Uh, Worcester have never been to a domestic semi final. Mm. All good, Phil. All good. All good. good. Oh, okay. Phil just had. A, <laughs> I thought we were going to get the call then. No, not the call. The baby call. Just, just the call that it's uh, late. Very, very late. Where are you? <laughs> Where the hell are you? Yeah. Uh, and in the background, Claire's parents going, it's all right, he's got to do the pod, leave him to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they know. <laughs> um, so, yes, it was the, the noticeable the players that weren't there. And it's, it's Worcester's first ever domestic semi-final. They have never won any silverware in the modern era. They've got to a final once in the European Char- Challenge Cup. So having got this close for the fans who've been through the mill a little bit, and particularly yeah, they with, have actually with, with, with the change of ownership this year as well. It would have been nice to have gone for it, but you can't begrudge that because this is what, a massive block of Premiership. You know, game. the weird thing it's is, huge. Yeah. Um, Worcester did put out a full team in the in, in the Premiership Cup in the group stage, I, like, and last week, last week they played virtually all of their stars. So why Penel, Heem, Huhard? Yeah, so why then throw it away in the semis? As they because, away, but well, they because have... next week yeah. is back to Premiership, so they could win the Premiership Cup if they get relegated. It's it is irrelevant. Yeah. So I, I understand the decision. I think if I were a fan, I would have quite liked to see uh, a better crack, but I would completely understand. Uh, in the other semi-final, 
Newcastle lost a 28-7 lead and got absolutely pumped in the second 59, half by yeah. Northampton. And Dean Richards came out and said, our guys weren't fit enough. They are so going down, aren't it's they? It's so, such a concerning thing to say. Yeah. At this stage in the season, yeah. we weren't. We, we, they've, they've had a little bit of time off. They weren't fit enough. That's that was worrying. like alarm bells. Yeah. Whew. Right, so we've got some rugby on this weekend. We do. Is there back. anything else you want to talk about which are on the peripheries of, of rugby before we talk about the rugby this weekend? Uh, I'm okay wrapping things up with the the fixtures. Yeah, let's do that. Um, this is a massive block of games, this. This four weeks is huge. Without international players, seeing how those guys can get on. Yes. It's a big one. So. Let's get into it. Pro 14 first. Yeah. Friday night, we've got three fixtures. Ospreys host Ulster. Ulster win. Fine. Munster host Southern Kings. Big Munster win. Without any of their Irish internationals. Won't won't matter. <laughs> Big Munster win. And Edinburgh host Dragons. Edinburgh win. I find... You see, uh, we've, been, we've talked about this loads of times, so I don't need to go over it, but this these are the weeks where it's particularly tough on the Pro 14 uh, in getting excited about it. But as a, a few people have pointed out, you could see the next, well, the next Sean O'Brien, the next Dan Levy, the next Jack Conan, yeah. the next Ian Henderson. Yeah, you could do. Peter Armani. <laughs> yes. Which is which is a good point. <laughs> it is a good point. So what was it? Edinburgh? Edinburgh Dragons. Home win. Home win. On Saturday, we've got Zebra hosting Leinster. If Zebra are going to roll over Leinster, that's the time to do it. We've got JB's beloved Benetton. Benetton win. Hosting Scarlets. Benetton win. Benetton lose quite a few players, don't they? Yeah, they do, but they also... Um, did they beat Ulster recently with no players? No, they uh, drew Ulster. Drew. They've won one really impressive one. Oh, um, Leinster last year. Um, there wasn't Edinburgh because Edinburgh went and lost to the Kings. They've, no, they've won some impressive games with uh, not their first first string. So Benetton to win that. Mm-hmm. Connacht hosts Cheetahs. Connacht who don't lose too many players. Uh, Ulton Dillon was in the squad this week. Uh, Cardiff host Glasgow is the final game. Uh, what's Glasgow? Don't know. Cardiff, Glasgow, and on to Premiership. Yes, here we go. Okay, Friday Friday <laughs> night. All right, fire away. Uh, we've got Bristol hosting Wasps. Wasps are club in free fall. Huge. Yeah, Bristol. Hey, don't, where do Bristol you think, don't miss any players. Where do you think? This thought occurred to me the other day on the tram. Where do you think that, um, what's his name, the loose head prophets left, who is class, but injured? Where? Mullen. Wasps. Mullen. He might not. It wouldn't surprise me if... if you think he's going to retire? That's it. I, I, I genuinely don't know. It seems like it's so long ago since he was like competing for that second choice uh, England spot. He's so good when he's fit. It's, that's the question. Someone will take it? a penalty. If he's if he says he can play, someone will pay him so, money to try. So wasps, how many are they going to be missing from the back row? Because Thomas Young and Thomas Young will be missing presumably, or Willie. Do they players get released back to their club? Some players will get released back. Yeah. So Thomas Young might be one who gets released back. Yeah. Nathan Hughes might be one who gets released back. Dan Robson might be one who. Don Robson's only played. Oh yeah, Nathan Hughes. Oh yeah, yeah. fancy rugby draft. Awesome. If, yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie, Nathan needs game time. <laughs> Nathan, big Nathan needs game time. Launchbury might be. Uh... Campagnaro desperately needs game time. Oh man. <laughs> Launchbury, I've forgotten about. That. He needs game time. I almost, yeah. I almost subbed him out, thinking I wouldn't need him again. So Wasps could have a decent team going to going to uh, Bristol. They're probably not mm. going to. So they'll they'll definitely be losing Elliot Daly. They'll probably be losing Campagnaro. Uh, but other than that, Brad Shields might be back needing game time. Nazim Carr's going to be playing. They might not have a bad team. Yeah, it might not be a bad team at all. Um, Bristol at home though. Bristol win. Bristol will be focusing on this game. Yeah, Bristol definitely Bristol win. Definitely. I think Maybe Wasp, Bristol win. I think Wasps might surprise you in the. I thing. think Wasps as well. A Bristol a couple of weeks ago in the Premiership Rugby Cup put out a really good team and were not convincing. Mm. Yes, he did, didn't they? They really went out and tried to, tried to win it. 
and Exeter beat them comfortably. I'm going to say Wasps, just. But that's a tight I'm with game. you. Yeah, is that Friday night. That's Friday night, and then that's the other Friday one, night is a repeat of European Champions Cup. It's Gloucester versus Exeter. So this is the live game on BT Sport. Yeah. Oh, that's tasty. That. Oh man, that's at really. At King's home, give me Exeter. I think. Uh, Gloucester have beaten Exeter. They've got a good, good good record against them. They beat them at Sandy Park and then lost at home to them. Yeah, they did. Exeter, uh, but with, they Exeter without Slade, without Cowan Dickey, without Noel. Yep. Gloucester with all Sippers. of everyone. Everyone, including Sippers. Yeah. Is there anyone they're missing? No, not through international. No one in the Scotland squad. Nope. God, they've got none. It was looking at the start of the season like they'd be missing Val Rapava Ruskin, but... Yeah. Oli Thorley got called into the wider squad, but hasn't had any game time, so he, he needs game time as well. Oh, I'm going to go Gloucester. I'm going Gloucester as well. Give me Exeter. Mm. I don't I don't quite know why. It's a counterculture. Yeah, contrary. Okay, on to Saturday. We've got a two o'clock kickoff, which is Northampton Saints hosting Sale. Uh, Northampton missing bigger. Doesn't matter. But not and Laws. Sale will win this. At a canter. Oh, Sale missed Strauss. No, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. Because they're also missing the, the big Dupree boy. Yeah. Damn Obviously. it. I mean, um, not that it matters. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Josh Beaumont back to eight then. Yeah, Beaumont can play eight pretty, pretty, pretty niftily. Uh, they, I suspect Sale will win this. And AJ's back as well. Give me Sale in the bag. I, I think Sale will win. And Faf's win. back. Faf's around. I think well, Sale will win. Their back line's going to be awesome. Dynamite. Oh, can, Faf, AJ, Van Rensburg, uh Sam James, Denny, Byron McGuigan, who in my fancy rugby draft he tweeted that he's hoping to be he's looking to be back playing this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um uh, I I think sale. I think sale too. And no bigger for Northampton. Yeah, big. Unless uh, they can recall him. Um they can recall him actually. What are we talking about? He, he doesn't get rest weeks. Damn it. Come on, bigger. Because you're easy your in mind. Damn yeah. it, and I'm playing Phil this week. He's Damn it. Ter- terrible. Are we playing each other? Yeah. He's on a terrible run of form. If he plays anything like he did in Rome, he will not be playing yeah. well. I th- I, right, so if Sale are serious about climbing the table, they need to win this. And if they do, they're in a damn good position for top four. They are. I was looking at the rest of Sale's fixtures, and they, they, do n- they have got a good fixture list between now and the end of the season. I know. It's yeah, a they're really can. good fixture list. <laughs> I'm aware. If they can get three wins out of these next four, they play Exeter and I think they play Worcester, Newcastle and Northampton. Yeah. Or maybe Le- might be Leicester in there. I mean, they are... I mean, okay, so they're interesting games. Also, they are games that might not be that easy, particularly Newcastle away, because they'll be scrapping for that line. I don't know there. if that's in this block of four, actually. That's <coughs> that's one of the ones at the end of the season. I think in this block Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but any, anyway... But regardless, if they can get three wins out of this next block of four, they are well-placed. So, G, you're saying Sale? I am. Tim? I, yeah, I think Sale are going to do well in this period. Give me Northampton. Interesting. Don't yeah. fancy it, though. Then Bath host Newcastle, which Newcastle needs something out of this game. But I don't see him beating Bath at the rack, though. No. no. Can't see it at all. No. Oh, my word. Uh, Poor old Newcastle. They are, they lose. I mean, actually, they're not done because they're not done. They, they play Worcester in two weeks in uh, the third weekend, I think, first weekend in March. Yeah, they yeah the one win behind Worcester, aren't they? Worcester, who travelled to Harlequins with a, a full squad who have been playing together, getting that contractual stability apart from the the semi final. So things go right for Sale. They could end up in third place. <laughs> Quins like Quins have. Are rarely unaffected by internationals. They've got Rob Shaw. They've got Care. They've well, Rob, got. It's Rob they've Sh- got Marla. Rob Shaw's injured, isn't he? They've got. They've got England's fly off at the World Cup. Marcus Smith. Marcus yep. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're probably less affected than they've been for a long time. Who, who would have thought by just making Harlequins players slightly less good, they get a lot better as a team? <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. So I'm going for a Harlequins home win. Harlequins home win, and then Saracens host Leicester. 
Saracens host Leicester. Saracens. Are you going to work at any of these games, Tim? Not this weekend. Oh, what's the point in even watching? <laughs> Excellent. I think we've got it all. So by the end of this weekend, what are you going for? Saris Leicester. Phil? Give me Saris. Yeah, I think Saris. So sorry, what do you go for for, the Hol- for Harlequins and Gloucester? Give me Exeter. Hol- Harlequins to- and Worcester. Yeah, give me Exeter to beat Gloucester. Actually, I'm going to change that. Yeah, I like Exeter. Yeah. Even though they're missing more players and Gloucester will be focused Sale Sharks are going to end up fourth by they've the still got, end of the weekend. Yeah, they've still got a hell of a squad, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still a great squad. Oh, so I'll stick with Gloucester. Yeah, they've got Armand, they've got Ewers, they've got Kvesic, they've got Dave Dennis. Simmons and Steenson. Yeah. Devoto, yeah, you're right. Dollars. Witten. Dollars. Um, Cuthbert. Woodburn's back fit. He is. They'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all okay. Moon. He- Moon. Hepburn. He- no, sorry. Hepburn. Yeah, Hepburn. Harry Williams. Yeah. Uh, the club captain, Yendel. Yeah, Yenders. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Right, they? let's wrap this up. I'm turning yeah. my laptop off. Right. There there will be a, a, one extra listener by the time this uh, we do an, an, the next podcast. I have no... Let's hope now. so. Well. you protracted, <laughs> really drawn out uh, labour, if not. Well, good luck. Yes, best of luck, mate. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all soon. Let the boys play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.